0: the first episode of you'll be fine podcast my name is blair and i'm your host and i'm so happy to finally be talking with you guys i know you guys have been seeing mostly instagram posts and not so much podcast episodes so i'm finally here with an episode (laughs) i would like to start posting weekly but we'll see what happens i'm still learning a lot so it could be a little difficult for me to get that much content out But also, I want to check my mental stability before I just start pumping out content. I would like it to be quality over quantity. So, yes, my name is Blair. I went to school in South Florida and I got a degree in psychology during college. I had pretty tough rock bottoms that brought me to spirituality. Good, good thing, bad thing, not sure. But love spirituality. It's helped me a lot. I have rediscovered myself through these things that I'll be telling you guys. I honestly need to learn so much more, but, you know, the little information I do have could help somebody, I'm sure. So why not share it? I'm a Pisces, and my moon sign is Gemini, so sorry in advance, and let's get going. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about shadow work and self-awareness. If you don't know what shadow work is, it's in the way I describe it is discovering the deeper side of yourself that you'd like to hide from others and maybe even hide from yourself and using those hidden parts of you to heal your traumas and triggers and um, maybe even discover why you might be holding yourself back. But shadow work is was coined by Carl Jung. He was a a psychoanalyst and psychiatrist. He described it as a way to explore sides of yourself that you've exiled or repressed. Now, I'm not gonna go all crazy with Carl Jung because he was quite problematic. And he also based his theories off of Freud, which although they are fundamental in psychology, both Freud and Carl Jung were problematic um but I guess we still have to discuss them so just keep in the back of your mind that sometimes the things that you learn in school are based off of ideologies that were stolen from indigenous and black people so don't believe everything you hear as original (laughs) um but yes Carl Jung described it as a shadow a shadow self or a a secret side of yourself that you have exiled or repressed and you don't want anyone else to see and you might not even see it yourself. They say that a shadow usually develops in early childhood when we're told that certain behaviors are unacceptable. That goes kind of back to the Freudian theories of childhood is the reason why you are the way you are. To a certain extent like I believe that your childhood does play a big role but also like we experience traumas throughout our entire lives so... I wouldn't blame everything on my childhood, or, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't blame everything on your childhood. Like, we're ever-evolving and ever-experiencing trauma, unfortunately. (laughs) But also fortunately, maybe it's a good thing we're learning and growing. So, Carl Jung's ideologies were derivative of the work of Freud. Um, In the way that it is derivative, he kind of based his personality archetypes off of Freud's id, ego, and superego. The archetypes that Carl Jung described the personality to be structured out of where the persona, which is the mask you present to society, the animus, which is the masculine part of a woman, like the masculine, the masculinity that a woman could have, the anima, which is the femininity that a man could have, and then the shadow self. So the shadow self wasn't the prime example of your personality, obviously. It was in combination with a multi-layered structure of the personality. Okay. So now that we kind of know the background of what shadow work is and what the shadow self is, we can talk about why we do shadow work. But before we talk about why, I want to tell you some tips and I want to tell you some things to help you before you start. So my first thing is, please begin your shadow work when you're ready. Don't let people tell you that you need to do it now or you will never heal or you need to do it now or you'll never progress and stuff like that because it's just not accurate. As we all know, everyone is different. We all need our own time to process stuff and start working on ourselves. My next tip is to be gentle with yourself shadow work can be difficult it can be really triggering in it in of itself it can be kind of hard to get through so if you like start if you just write down the journal prompt and you feel like oh I don't think I can do this I don't I don't I don't think I'm ready then you took the first step and that's fine but don't get discouraged just know like the emotions you're feeling are normal they're healthy and you've already done part of it so Just remember that you need to be gentle with yourself and your progress is subjective. It doesn't matter what other people around you may have said they've experienced after shadow work or during shadow work. You know, you're your own person. You can take your own time and you can navigate it the way you feel comfortable. Bringing intention into the practice of shadow work is very helpful Because we can easily write down a prompt and just kind of go through the motions. But the best thing to do is intentionally answer each question and dig deep and think, well, why am I triggered by such a specific event, you know? Another thing is some traumas, they're they're too difficult to just do shadow work on. Some traumas, you might just need to go to therapy, which is totally fine, like I commend anyone who will go to therapy because it's a large step and it's, it's not as accessible as everyone makes it sound. A lot of people will say, you need therapy, just go to therapy. And it's really not that simple. There are resources you can use for therapy. I believe there's free therapy resources. I, w- I want to actually provide some resources. So maybe that'll be my next Instagram post for you guys. But therapy is also a great part of shadow work. that. That's where you can do a good amount of it because you have someone objective there to explain maybe why you're feeling the way you're feeling and talk it through with you. But not all emotions have to be rationalized. They can be sometimes, but other times you, you just have to feel them. And then maybe later think about, is there a different way to react to a situation? Or am I, you know, am I supposed to just be angry and move on? Your feelings are valid either way. So, also keep in mind that shadow work doesn't end. Not to sound daunting or anything, but, you know, the growth in your life never ends, so the working on the hard parts never ends. It doesn't mean you'll be crying over your journal every week (laughs) indefinitely, but, you know, it's, it's not something to start and look for an end. It's something to start for you, like like self-care. Like, oh, I'm going to do my nails every week just because I want to feel better about myself. You're not going to say, oh, I'm going to get my nails done every week until next year because then I'll love myself. It's I love myself, so I'm going to get my nails done. I don't know if that analogy makes any sense to you guys, but (laughs) maybe it helps someone. (laughs) But it's also not supposed to fix you. It's just supposed to help you move through whatever blockages or healing that is needed. It's really there to help you learn about yourself and build healthier habits and also build a better relationship with yourself. So also keep in mind that the way others others do shadow work might not work for you and that's fine. There's plenty of other ways to do it. My favorite is journaling. Another way I focus on my shadow self is when I react in a way that is kind of like a taboo, like when someone says something slight, slightly rude and I get like really angry about it and I think about it for hours on end, I think to myself, is this, is this a reaction that's worth your energy? Why do you think this event triggered, triggered you? Is there a different way you could react? Is it possible that they didn't mean to hurt your feelings? So I like to think through things a lot and kind of correct my behavior or my thought patterns. And I did get some tips from a couple websites I can tell you guys about. Healthline.com, mindbodygreen.com, 4dhumanbeing.com. Those are all websites that I researched for this episode. And they grave... They (laughs) grave... I can't talk. (laughs) They gave great tips on um, shadow work and they also give you some background. And if you want to read more about Carl Jung and Freud, you can go to textetc.com and you'll learn more about that. So now that the tips are aside, I think I said it all, but I don't want you guys to forget that this side of you is valid. Just because it's said to be your shadow side or your hidden side doesn't mean that it's bad or it can't be talked about or it makes you inhuman. It's part of being human. We all have sides to ourselves that society tells us to suppress and we just do it. We just say, okay, guess that's not normal, but it is normal. And negative emotions are normal. They're not they shouldn't, honestly, they shouldn't be labeled as negative because emotions are emotions and we're human and we're supposed to feel the whole range of emotions. Maybe sometimes we can feel them in depth, but you know, what's the point in living if you can't feel, right? So just appreciate the emotion you're in. Try to recognize where in your body that emotion is and maybe why it arrived. But you know, appreciate it, let it do its thing, and then let it go. Okay, so why do we do shadow work? It's a good way to begin investigating the parts of ourselves that we need to shed or acknowledge and acknowledge in order to heal traumas or clear blockages. Now, when I refer to blockages, I mean like energetic blockages that kind of tie you down, kind of hold you back from progressing. I had blockages with self-love. I mean, I still struggle with them, but a lot less now, but that was stopping me from accepting love from others. So I would kind of just say, oh, maybe, maybe they don't actually love me. Maybe they're just doing it because they want something out of me and it was hard for me to actually connect with others because I had problems trusting that other people were genuinely trying to just show me love. So that's that's an example of an energetic block. There's so many others, but we can talk about that in another episode. <laughs> another reason to do shadow work is to bring about awareness in areas we can improve when interacting with others. So like when I was talking about When someone said something slightly off to me, my perception was that it was slightly off. And then I think, oh, I'm so annoyed with them. Now I don't want to talk to them. Like I could have potentially ruined a connection off of a perception that was not based in, you know, reality. (laughs) Could be projection. It could be just, I was feeling crappy that day and I didn't want anyone to talk to me. So I just took it out on this one person. So if we do shadow work and recognize when we're doing that, it can help us, you know, maintain bonds with the people that we love or the people we're interacting with. It can also help you create healthier habits with yourself and maybe even get rid of bad get rid of bad habits. Along with the self love thing, self care was really hard for me. I just used to think it was okay to just, you know, not always look good when I left the house, just throw on baggy clothes and barely brush out my hair and leave because fuck society and being gorgeous all the time it's just annoying but honestly that just deteriorated my perception of myself I would just always feel like I didn't look good and I wasn't pretty because I didn't put in the work to care for myself and show myself that I was pretty and granted like you don't have to dress up and put on makeup and do your hair to feel like you're pretty but just me personally always seeing myself like not really prioritizing the way I looked negatively affected my self-confidence, which is kind of funny because I was trying to prove a point and I just kind of fucked myself over, but (laughs) (laughs) self-realization. Anywho, so it can help you create healthier habits and it can help you get rid of bad ones. It can also help you strengthen your intuition. A lot of the times when you aren't aware of the little intricacies of your personality or yourself it's hard to connect with your intuition because your intuition is you it's your higher self it's your deeper voice it's your gut feeling and it's hard to hear all those little those little nudges from your intuition when you're being bogged down by negative thoughts and negative habits and drinking all the time and suppressing your feelings your intuition comes through the best when you're in tune with yourself. And to me, one of the best ways to get in tune with yourself is to work on yourself. But not it's not that you have to do shadow work every single day or like always think about it and obsess over doing shadow work to get better. It's just something to help you along the way. So you can connect to your intuition in other ways as well. But we'll also talk about that in another episode. (laughs) Okay, so down to it. I know we talked about this a little already, kind of breezed over it, but how do we do it? So I mentioned journaling on self-reflective topics. And I have a few topics for you guys on my Instagram. I'm going to read them out just so you guys can have them here if you want to think about them while you're driving or while you're just sitting here thinking, listening to the podcast. The first prompt is, what do I love about my physical appearance? This one was a big one for me. It was hard to actually give an answer. But yeah, so just name five, ten things that you love about your appearance. If you can't do five, do three. Just make sure you do at least more than two. Okay, and then there's, what do I love about myself? This is primarily about personality traits that you love about yourself or just things that you do that you love about yourself things that you're good at things that make you you just it could be anything i would try to do five five things then you can write about how do i show myself love like how do you implement self-care or how do you coddle yourself when you're really upset about something or how how do you take care of yourself Um, then next would be what habits no longer serve me? Like this would be a hard one too, because it's kind of hard to recognize how you're holding yourself back and you really have to think, what habits am I doing that aren't helping me progress? Like mine would be procrastinating. Another one would be distracting myself. Another one could be binge eating when I'm stressed a lot of a lot of things can be named so we'll move on from that (laughs) but you know it's if you can't think of anything right now then that's fine but sometimes you'll recognize like if you do something like someone yells at you and then you just scream back louder um like wasting energy on stuff that isn't worth your time that could be one of them too okay So how am I holding myself back? Now this can be a more specific version of the last question. It can be specific in like how you're holding yourself back emotionally. How you're holding yourself back in the goals you're setting for yourself. It could be a deeper dive of the previous question of what habits no longer serve me. And then the next one is how do I react when I am triggered? This is also a hard one. It makes you really focus on you when you're at your most vulnerable. When I'm triggered, I know I feel it in a certain part of my body. It's like this ball of fire heats up in my my solar plexus and just spreads everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. And it won't go away. But that's what I know. And you might have a bodily reaction or a physical reaction as well. I wouldn't say it's bodily. (laughs) But... (laughs) A physical reaction may happen to you too so you know sometimes i'll even get this like welling up feeling in my chest and maybe i'll get like disoriented that happens to me when i'm really mad i get like dizzy <laughs> it's kind of scary but it doesn't go much further than that <laughs> but also where in your body do you feel anger that's the next question like they can be independent of each other or you can combine them but how you react when you're triggered can often lead into where in my body do I feel this anger or this or this emotion, this sadness. And then there's another one of how can I treat myself better? Like maybe just little things like not overspending when I'm feeling upset, finding other outlets to express my emotions, letting others comfort me when needed, reaching out for help when needed. Stuff like that is very useful to think about because if you think about it now, then tough emotion comes back up. You'll probably have a better idea of how to handle it and, you know, help yourself out. So another way to do shadow work is through therapy, like I mentioned. If you don't want to go to therapy or if, you know, it's not accessible to you, which is most people. You can talk with close friends or family members that are trusted and that can be objective. You don't want them to appease you by just saying, yeah, you're right. You should have done that when they can tell you like maybe a better way. I mean, now granted a lot of family members and friends aren't um, the best people to ask (laughs) advice when it comes to emotions because I mean, we're all trying to figure it out together. But I think a lot of times that we have at least one person in our lives that has wisdom that can help. Also, free association writing, just sitting down writing whatever comes to mind. This can be meditative as well, you know, just letting it all out and then seeing whatever comes up, like no filter at all. You'll see a lot of things maybe that you didn't even know you were you were thinking about or worrying about and that can help you discover some blockages or some things that are just um, weighing down on you shadow work is best practice when noticing the uneasy emotions that you may be feeling and then jotting them down you can search for more prompts if you would like a general place to start or you can begin by writing down your emotions when you feel quote-unquote negative emotions but you can write down why you think you're feeling them and then where in your body you're feeling them and this will help you keep track of what triggers you um so next How do you know what part of you is your shadow self well there's a few theories and then there's some little ideas that i have but your shadow self can be thought of as parts of you that you don't want others to see you may hide this from yourself as i've said but when you hide your shadow self and you don't acknowledge it it can rear its ugly head and be difficult to manage These parts of you are valid, and there's nothing wrong with you because you have a shadow side. I mean, we all do. There are three key ways that we try to hide our shadow. Three behaviors that most of us do every day. These behaviors are rationalization, rejection, and projection. And I did get these from 4D Human Being. It's definitely something they talked about, so I wanted to bring this to you guys. Because I definitely resonated with these parts of how we deal with our shadow selves. So rejection is a way we kind of deflect. We completely deny these parts of ourselves. We limit opportunities because we have decided that we are not that person. And with rejection, we reject, judge, and dismiss these qualities in other people. Yes, and then there's projection. With projection, we project onto other people the behaviors and qualities we cannot tolerate in ourselves, even if that person has not even demonstrated these qualities. Now that's a really popular one in, in that, that starts up arguments. Like you can think that someone is thinking a certain way about you, but that's only because that is something that triggers you in the way that you think about yourself. So you'll start an argument to prove a point that didn't need to be proved at all and there's another part which is rationalization so this the parts of ourselves that we don't like appear completely reasonable this can be seen when people struggle with holding themselves accountable so i see this i mean everyone sees this a lot we're all human but it uh, it's hard to hold yourself accountable for something that you don't want to admit that you've done like cursing out some random person While driving on the highway because you cut them off and they beeped at you. (laughs) You don't want to admit that it's probably your fault that they beeped at you. But I mean. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Or else we'll never recognize what we're doing that's wrong. But. Another excerpt was stating that. As you gain more self-awareness. You'll learn to trust yourself more and you can use that introspection in relationships. For example, perhaps you were told not to talk back during childhood and you have trouble standing up for yourself as an adult. So these can be really intricate parts of our our personalities that we don't even notice because they're just so they're so locked in and so routine that we just go on and perform as we've always known. But just because you've always known it doesn't mean it's the best thing for you and for us to progress as humans and grow and become more in tune with ourselves we have to accept that change is difficult and change is kind of painful but it's necessary and you're not alone you know you always have someone well you have me (laughs) and if not me you have someone close to you that can always help and I'm gonna try to provide some resources for people who might not have anyone close by or might not be able to trust anyone near them because that's definitely common as well. Because you know we all have our different paths and we all have our different traumas and sometimes it's not easy to just open up to anyone and that's okay. But I'm gonna try to post some resources so we can discuss a platform or a provider that can help also. You know, this is just a journey that we're all on. There's no, oh, I'm farther ahead than you. Or, or they're getting so much farther in their spirituality. And I feel like they know so much more. It's all just a mystic, guys, that no one knows what they're doing. Like, sorry, but shamans are probably the only people I would think know but even they don't think they know everything so we're all just figuring it out and we make mistakes and we just have to hold ourselves accountable and move on but we have to acknowledge why things happen and where we can change and that's the way to build a better earth I mean it's kind of too far gone at this point but we can try right (laughs) okay not to get depressing but yeah i really love to talk about things that can help others and maybe things that any like other people haven't heard of so if you have any other topics please feel free to let me know i'm hoping that most episodes will be like 45 minutes but you know i'm working on making longer outlines to give you guys more content so If you guys like this episode, please DM me on Instagram or subscribe to this on whatever platform you're using, and you can hear me more often. Like I said, I'm going to try to post every week, um, hopefully on the same day of the week. I'm thinking of Sundays, but we'll see what happens. And you can find me on Instagram at Blair B-L-A-I-I-R-E-V-O-N-N-E, and you'll be fine podcast all one word no underscores or anything but thank you so much for listening and you know i would love to hear any feedback or if you would like to um hear other topics just let me know but thank you love you see you next week